0: Uh, With me right now is uh, one of the most successful men in American media. He is uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson has a daily show, so he's got to go to work almost every day at 8 o'clock. He's also got Tucker Carlson today. He's also got his documentary series, which he's going to be talking about shortly. And Tucker, I was not able to watch your show live, but I watched the replay on Fox Nation. Brilliant approach to a story that everybody's doing. You talked about put the U.K. in perspective in history. Uh, And you saw your great writing skills on display. Why was that your approach? When did you get that idea to approach this story, the death of the queen, this way?
1: Well, because it's, you know, marking the end of something bigger than just one human life. It's the end of England. I mean, you know, we're the same age about, and when we were kids, it was known as England. Remember that? It wasn't the UK or Great Britain or it was England. It was a country. It was a place with a people and a language and a a history, and that's gone. It was destroyed by two world wars, both of which England, quote, won, but the empire was over and then the country was over. The country lost self-confidence and then decided to degrade itself, which it has been doing ever since, and lost its manufacturing base, became a banking center and essentially a refugee camp for the rest of the world, for its former colonies, et cetera, et cetera. And no one sort of ever pauses to, to notice like this this was a world power this country can, you know was the largest empire in human history it controlled the world the the english struck fear into the hearts of you know the entire globe and now it's this kind of decayed museum and that happened in one lifetime like how did that happen it was very fast that's n- no empire's ever fallen quicker or more ignominiously i mean london right. wasn't you know sacked by the germans but it was something even more kind of insidious and sad happened where the people who run the country just lost confidence in themselves and and, and became pathetic and self-hating. And I don't know. I just think someone should point that out because maybe there are lessons for us in that.
0: Because, you know, I, I remember that. Uh, I remember that when that statue came down, they said, well, this guy, you yeah, know, he was a philanthropist, but he showed tinges of uh, – uh, racist in his background which was he's pretty much a person of his time so let's take down a statue and throw it in the canal much like we're doing here with robert e lee what they're, they're trying to do is thomas jefferson the university of virginia go with out abraham people's lincoln. history with abraham lincoln taking him off grammar school
1: who freed the slaves i mean <laughs> what i mean and of course england ended the transatlantic slave trade they ended the ritual murder of widows in india England was, you know, a, an empire and did bad things, but compared to what? Compared to any other empire in history, this was, you know, the most benign empire ever. But ten x, I mean, nothing compares to it actually. And no one says that. And you have to ask, why do they not say that? Why are they intent on convincing us that the British Empire was evil? Um, and, and of course, the answer is because they're all in on the Chinese Empire, right? So by By denying you knowledge of the past, they make it possible to sell you something even worse in the future.
0: So that's interesting. So you believe China's uh, economic dominance is making these leaders subservient and even educators subservient to the Chinese doctrine. Rip apart our foundation, no longer feel as though you're moored to anything, and be open to this new change. And that's what we're seeing. Uh, And and that's what we're seeing across the world.
1: Well, that's—I mean, look— History is the key to the future, obviously. You have to know what happened. I mean, this is true in, in every sphere. I mean, the reason our planes don't crash is because the NTSB studies you know, previous plane crashes, right? We keep close track of what happened in order to chart our future. And so the second people begin to deny you knowledge of the past or lie about the past, distort the past, you have to ask, why are they doing that? And they're doing that in order to control your future. Look, we always – stronger countries dominate weak countries, period. That's just the fact of nature. Yep. That, that will never change. So you will always have empires. We always have had empires going back to the beginning of recorded history to the Assyrians. In 1400 B.C., we've always had empires globally, and we always will. And so the question is, what kind of empire do you want? What's the ideology? Is it a Christian empire, or is it a totalitarian empire? The, the British had a Christian empire again with flaws you know i'm personally not even for empires but i don't <laughs> get to decide human nature right you know and so the the people who are telling us the british empire was evil are the ones who are standing back and allowing china to colonize africa on a much larger scale than the british ever attempted i mean the chinese have more control over africa right now than the british had in 1880 you know the the chinese control africa no one ever says that china's a colonial power and it's an atheist, totalitarian colonial power that's a much harsher master than than the British ever were. And, that, yeah. I, you know, no one says that because people instinctively suck up to the most powerful player. That That's another feature, unattractive feature of human
0: nature. But it's true. So, Tucker, they not only control Africa, they're making huge moves in Central and South America. And yes, that's why that's it's right. so uh, important. You went out in and interviewed President Bolsonaro. Uh, he's basically the... Uh, the linchpin, if they could get him out, China will take over that country too. Bolsonaro has pushed back against China. And and Central and South America, we just basically gave up. We're not even looking at it. We don't even meet with them about stopping the legal immigrants from pouring in. So we have no interest for some reason in the Middle East, no interest in any of this. We have no interest in Central and South America. And we basically decide to go all electric and ga- uh, go green. And the rare earth is all controlled by China. And the Congo is the place where... Uh, where they have even more rare earth than they do in China, and China's now in control of the Congo. So it's amazing. It seems as though either we're asleep at the switch or intentionally there. Here's the other thing I'd add. When China takes over a country and has their influence, they do this Belt and Road program. The Belt and Road program is a form of extortion. Hey, well, I'm going to go build an infrastructure you can't afford. Then when you can't make the payments, we will take it. We will take your ports. We'll take what we just built. And we'll have used that influence in your government. Solomon Island's another example. Would they have stopped us from bringing our ships to port at the Solomon Islands? Because we allowed China to get in there and have their influence and take it over. We cannot sit on our hands as a country if we are serious in in not giving up the world.
1: Well, we won the Solomon Islands with the blood of American Marines and sailors from the Japanese in the Second World War through a series of incredibly brutal battles. So we had control of the Solomon Islands, I would say, with full justification, we, we, we earned it, and we handed it over to China. And, but by the way, this is how empires always behave when they collapse. This is how the British behaved when they collapsed. They handed Africa over to the worst people. I mean yeah. the British government handed Rhodesia to a racist lunatic called Robert Mugabe. They sided with him over the people of Rhodesia, which became later Zimbabwe. So we're doing the same thing. Our empire is in retreat; it's in decline, and we're handing it, affirmatively handing it, knowingly handing it to the Chinese. And I, I think it's um, it's a function of self hatred. We no longer believe in ourselves. I mean, I did that script on the decline of Great Britain last night because I think it has lessons for the decline for us here in the I United know. States and in, in our decline. It's so sad, but but it all starts with self confidence. The Brits began to believe that they were they were had no moral justification. They started to hate themselves. And self-hatred is like a cancer, and it kills you in the end. Right. And we're allowing it to spread in this country.
0: So we got the international relations thing we got to handle. I also think with the right leaders, we could bring it all the way back because we have the fundamentals still in place, the natural resources, the history, the innovation, the smarts. The educational system just needs to be tapped into the – pushed into the right direction. But I love the series that you have coming out because you just don't look at this whole push towards pronouns and uh, uh, this transgender thing and say this is wrong, this is crazy, where did this come from? you actually examine where it does come from. You point out different things in your series uh, that traumatic events happen in people's lives and suddenly they realize they have an identity crisis, maybe a gender crisis. Here's the clip that you sent over to give people at home an idea of your series that's now out, your latest documentary that's now out on Fox Nation. Let's listen.
1: There's a growing movement designed to confuse children about
0: who they are
1: on a fundamental level. This is the cult of transgenderism. The transgender phenomenon is not a small-scale operation It's not led by a single man. Instead, it's led by the most influential power centers in the country, our own government, big corporations, the medical institutions, and, of course, the mass media.
0: So, so you break it, you, you, you sum it up, and then you break it down. What did you discover, in being that you were so hands-on on this series in particular?
1: Well, a couple of things. I mean, if you take three steps back, what's going on here? If you wanted to destroy a country, you would convince its young people that biological sex wasn't real, and you would confuse them about their own, quote, gender identity. I mean, the gender binary, the difference between men and women is the basis of civilization. Everything from our personal lives to our government our military, everything is based on those differences. Biological differences are the core of everything. Because biology is the core of everything, because reality is the core of everything. So if you wanted to throw a society into confusion and make it collapse, you would sow confusion around gender. And that's exactly what they're doing. And then, uh, So that's the big picture. Uh, on the personal level, it's destroying kids. So we are allowing children to be sexually mutilated, castrated, subject to mastectomies, sterilized for life. And Sort of standing back and not saying anything because the rest of us, particularly those of us in the media, are so completely cowed, so intimidated by the screaming and the violence of the activists who are pushing this that we don't want to say anything. And so we're like, well, no, it's gender affirming. And even news organizations that should know better describe it as gender affirming care. Castration is not gender affirming. (laughs) It's an atrocity. And when it's committed against children, it's a crime. It's a moral crime and it should be a legal crime and the people who do it should be in prison in my opinion doctors who castrate kids should be in jail and nobody says that for some reason and the reason is because they're completely intimidated and every hr department in the country is backing up these atrocities and and my point is you know this is insane let's wake up from the fever dream and see the damage that we're doing to children
0: you think the, uh, the people are going to watch this documentary and um, understand more what is happening before it's too late? Because that nine-year-old that walks into your kitchen and says, you know, I, I feel like I want to be the other gender. You have to arm the parents to understand what's happening and understand, too, someone briefed them already. We never talked about any of these things. I remember eighth grade health is the first time we talked about anything to do with sexuality. And that was on a test. It wasn't we weren't winging it or riffing. How did they get into the schools? How did they get the teachers to convince to do this?
1: Well, by um, outlawing any conversation about it. Anyone, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene brought this up and immediately her house was swatted, which is to say people tried to kill her. They called the police and said there was an armed gunman inside her house. So the SWAT team showed up at her house like three times with guns drawn. And the point of that is to get Marjorie Taylor Greene killed. So that's how serious the people pushing this are. That's how ruthless they are, radical and violent they are. And it just scares the crap out of everybody. And nobody, people think, well, I just don't want to, you know, I'm against this. This is crazy, but I don't want to deal with it. Maybe it'll pass. You know, maybe if I just shut up, it'll just go away. And parents are told, you know, whoa, are you a hater? Are you transphobic? Yeah. What? You know, and, uh. and, Lost in all of – I mean, and I'm just talking about you know the physical effects of this, but the societal effects are even more damaging. The entire country is being forced to lie and to say that you can change your sex by wishing it so you can't. That's impossible. You can't change your race, your height, your hair color. This is nuts. And so all of us are now complicit in this lie. We're forced to tell it, and we're degraded. We've lost our moral power. Once they can force you to lie – they can make you do anything and so we're their slaves like at that point and this is really a big deal i don't know why you know no one is saying it out loud i guess because they're afraid
0: i, I know and, and we're one of the few places that you could actually have real conversations i, I know you're not in the new york uh, new york or uh, dc necessarily but you could have these this we're we're still in somewhat of a we're in a normal business environment most other people are on pins and needles and don't want to come back to work because they're afraid of getting into some type of trouble, saying something that's going to get offended, getting that call from Human Resources. It's a, it's a very challenging time right now as we go back to the workplace. The few people that have the courage to go back uh, as we look at another nine eleven. 11 So, uh, Tucker, overall, you just completed another summer. You're about to maybe switch locations again. Are is your lifestyle doable between the documentaries, the series, the nightly show, the specials you're doing? Is everything okay in Tucker World?
1: Yeah, everything's great. I mean, everything's great. I mean, I have four dogs and um, the same wife I've always had, <laughs> who I still who I still like. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, though. I mean, as you know, and yeah. I always think, you know, at some point I'll get... Fired or killed or I'll just die like everyone else does in the end and you know you should <laughs> while you have a chance to work you should you yeah. should work. That makes so it. I know you feel. I know you feel that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a window of opportunity now, so uh, let's do it. Let's yeah. have some fun. Uh, yeah, Amen. I tell you, your show is a must watch every night, even uh, the times in which we don't agree, which means you're wrong. Uh, I just always find it fascinating, and I can always tell you're writing in conversation. It's just great. Uh, Tucker, congratulations on everything. Everyone, download this documentary. Uh, It is really important to get a perspective on what's happening to your generation or the next generation, the current generation, whether you're grandparents or parents. Uh, You need your eyes open. Tucker, thanks so much.
1: You're the best. Thank you, Brian.